Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 3. And today we're going to be talking about calf muscles. Sort of a supplementary episode, to one that we've done in the in the past called Leg Day, right? Um, we probably covered a little bit of calf muscles there, but this is something a little bit more specific. It's sort of the, uh, uh, probably the most unnoticed leg muscle, right? Everybody looks at the quads. I don't think anybody really looks at the hams. Definitely look at the glutes, that's for sure. Uh, but that said, Tony, how's it going today? Good. Um, I don't I don't I think this might be the first time you've never said, I'm Joe, and did you say my brother Tony? My brother Tony's here. Tony. No, I've yeah. I've I've not done that uh for I think since we started video or no, I did a few times in the video, but uh towards the end of last season, I just started getting into it. Everybody knows who we are. Uh if not, I mean I just called you Tony. You're gonna call Everybody. me Joe. Yeah, they'll figure yeah. it out. I'm pretty sure they'll know. Yeah, I I yeah, that's that's the way that's the way it should be, I think. I always wonder how podcasts start. Like sometimes, you know, if I watch a podcast, I watch you, you know, like hey, I'm obviously we'll just use this guy, Rogan. Like, where does it start? Normally, I just see him where there's already something going on in the show. You know what I mean? I don't know that I ever really watch it from the very beginning. Does he have an intro? I'm assuming he does. Yeah, it's more of like a monkey. Yeah, it's like, like a, a title screen thing that he has going on or something. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think if there's a if there is a monkey there, it might might go back to uh, one of his stand-ups where he talks about how we go back to the monkey brain type stuff. Uh, something you have to watch Rogan yeah. to to. to Connect the dots on that one. Yeah, I know. Like uh, David Hess for Rising Above podcast. David Hess, Rising Above. Um, and if anybody, uh, if the name sounds familiar, we had David on the show. Um, he is the host of Rising Above. Uh, he has his own apparel line now. Uh, some pretty cool stuff. Uh, but we're going to have him on again here uh, in about a month or so. Uh, so maybe he'll talk about his apparel line, but I know what he does is it's real simple because I've been on his show. Uh, he just says, and we are live. And he, and he just says your name, like, you know, Anthony Sarginopoulos, you know, and then we just start talking and that's, that's where he takes it. Um, uh, that's where he goes. I, I, we were so structured in that. Maybe we just start talking now, like we're doing now. It's like an intro off the cuff thing we're doing right now. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, I just figured just start putting out the title, start saying, you know, hey, what we're going to be talking about today, because right. I think pretty much, again, you know, the, the intro, I I mean, if most folks, if they're watching us, they've already heard the hint, intro, ep- well, it's not really an episode. Well, every podcast has an introduction to it, and sure. so they already know who we are. We're having a meeting right now while we're doing a podcast. We're killing two birds with one stone. Um, so what was the question? What are we talking about today? Calf muscles. Calf muscles. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I Joe, and the reason why I want to do this show is because there, I don't know. I think it's women and men have concerns about their calf muscles, but I think it's I think it's opposite. Men are always too worried their calves are too small. Women are always worried their calves are too big. So let's just get into this today. We're going to do a little bit for both. We're going to help both of them out um, when it comes to. Uh, I know when this show's done. Uh, if a thousand people listen to this show at nine o'clock in the morning on Wednesday when it first airs, one thousand people are pulling out the measuring tape as soon as the show's over. Uh, because I'm going to give you guys some averages uh, based on studies, larger studies too. But you know, uh, before we do that, keep this in mind. You know, Joe, we talk about bodybuilding, all right? So people will talk about you know calf muscles, and they'll say. Well, that guy's calf muscles were bigger than that guy's calf muscles. How did, you know, how how did this guy over here who has the bigger muscles, how did he lose to the guy with smaller muscles? I'm going to give you an example, Joe, Frank Zane. Frank was not the biggest guy on stage all the time. Yet, it was the symmetry that made Frank win so many different titles that he won. It was the symmetry. When you talk about calf muscles, one thing that bodybuilders always look at, how do my arms look as opposed as, you know, compared to my calves? Because you want the arm, think about this. You want your arms and your calves. If you start trying to picture it, if you got a guy with 26 inch, 27 inch biceps and he has, and these aren't small calves, he has 18 and a half, 19 inch calves. 
it's going, even though his calves are big, it's going to look awkward because of how much bigger his arms are. Frank would keep his calves and buys within an inch and a half of each other, two inches of each other. And that was where, that was where that symmetry played a huge role. So my point being this, not all of us are going to be bodybuilders today, right? Joe, are you going to be a bodybuilder? No, that, that, that ship is sold. <laughs> that ship is sold. Um, it never, I never got on board. Uh, but you know, be it natural, be it not. One thing that you guys should understand is just looking at yourself right now in general, whether you're an exercise fanatic or not, make sure you understand this. Try to, when you work out and you're doing the measurement thing, you want the arms and the calves to be somewhere within a couple inches of each other to have the symmetrical look. The symmetrical look is always better than the bigger look if you're out of whack uh, via the 1980s guys from the area we grew up in. I mean, you knew what high school certain guys went to, uh, and I've mentioned this before on the show, when they would go through the mall and they would have on those, what were those, like those shoestring tank tops. Yeah, it was almost like spaghetti straps. Yeah, like, and, and, and But they wore the parachute pants, or they made the mistake of wearing the long shorts before long shorts were a thing. And you said, boy, I don't know if this guy's ever done leg day ever, right? Um, and, and so it's, it's more, it's more about the symmetry. Look at the symmetrical value of, of your body more than bigger muscles, uh, for all you young guys out there too. That's not, unless you're a bodybuilder, but then you still, a oh boy, you really have to look at symmetry. Then you're looking to build bigger muscle, but it has to be, you have to be in proportion from head to toe, uh, which is the harder thing to do. But Everybody's always so worried about, you know, my calves have to get bigger. My calves have to be huge. Where are they, as, you know, and compared to your arms? Have you measured your calves lately? I've not, but I got to tell you, I think I'm going to have to do that just because, you know, I we've gone on and on about my legs. <laughs> and so we no, mentioned I'm curious. I'm, yeah. I'm curious for sure. Yeah. yeah and so uh, and I'm going to give you some numbers. All right. And we haven't talked about this. So you're you're getting the numbers first time, just like everybody else. And, um, you know, this is from uh, fitvolume.com. They, they, did, uh, they did a couple of studies. They didn't do the studies. Let me, repeat, let me rephrase that. They reported on a couple of studies, several studies. So they're just giving us the information based on what they've seen from other entities that have done the research. And these are actually rather large studies um, for men. Okay, let's start with men. We'll start with men. Uh, it's always ladies first, but we're going to start with men today. All right. You got props to the guys out there for today. Um, they're our largest audience. So we have to start with them, right? Do we have to, do we do that? Do we still, do we do men first on our show? Because men are, is it our fault that women, uh, what were, what was it? I think it was like almost 70 some percent of our show are men, 72%, 28% women. So men are going yeah. first today. Plus right now we're also talking about size and whereas women don't want size kind of makes sense. If we're going to talk about having the bulk and the measurements, right. That's two really things. Talk about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, nonetheless though, it sounds like, you know, we should probably go with the gentleman first anyways. Fine. That's what we're going to do. So in this one study and the study was, uh, it, it's not that old. The study is not that old. It's a couple years old. And it's a rather large sample size. It was over 4,000 guys, 4,303. 4, I don't know why they picked that number. Maybe, you know, they took so many respondents over a certain period of time. And then when they hit a number, they said, let's just stop right here, 4,303. And it was gentlemen from the ages of 20 all the way through the age of 80. So it's a pretty large, you know, that's pretty wide, you know, standard deviation there. And they did it in, in 10 years increments. So 20 to 29, 30 to 39, so on and so forth, all the way up to uh, 80 years old. Now, when you look at 20 to 29 year olds, the average measurement for the calf, and we're gonna, I, we're gonna talk all about how they measure and so on and so forth. When you look at the average measurement of the calf for a 20 to 29 year old, 15.5 inches. For 20 to 29, they grow slightly as they got older. 
30 to 39 years old, I believe it went from 15.5 to 15.6. When you got to the 40 to 49-year-old men, it went from 15.6 to 15.8. So it's not a huge variation, 0.3 inches from the 20-year-old up into the 49-year-old. When you hit 50, start to get that small decrease. Now, here's the cool thing. It's down to 15.5 again from 15.8. It's not a huge decrease, right? You're back in your 20s again, the way is the way I look at it. I measured my calves. For the first time, Joe and everybody out there in T-Bomb land, I'm not kidding you, probably two decades. There's no reason for me to measure my calves. As far as, I'm not calvezilla. That's not me. But I was pleasantly surprised. I'm exactly 15 and a half inches on my calves. So I said, what about symmetry? And I measured my arms. And for my arms, I have decent sized arms. So I was a little bit nervous because the appearance of my arm to my calf seemed a lot different. It's not. My arms were somewhere between 16 and a half, not quite 17. So I'm about an inch bigger in my arms, maybe a little bit more than I am on my calves, which is way better than I thought. Okay, which is way better. So some people say, well, don't you want bigger arms? No, because here's the thing. I think because of the symmetry between my arms and my legs, maybe that's what makes my arms look bigger. So it's that appearance, if you if you know what I mean, because symmetrically I look from head to toe more in tune rather than somebody who has, you know, stick legs and 20 inch arms. It doesn't make any sense, right? That's See, what you and, want. It, and it's interesting too, because, you know, most people think, you know, because anytime that I would mention that I work out, first place mm -hmm. everyone looked, biceps. I mean, whoever looks at somebody's calves. So it's one of those things that like, it looks off, but they don't know why. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, it's like, I don't know, something about the way he's built. You know, we, uh, I know here in the, here in the yo, we call it prison built. Because for whatever reason, when you go, <laughs> when you get locked up, you end up from waist high, nice and big and bulky, but then below you got toothpicks. I mean, it just, you know, whatever. But, you know, it, it is, it is interesting though, that you say that, you know, because I don't know, I, now I have to wonder if that's something that I've noticed whenever I'm looking at someone, if, if it's because of their calf muscles in relation to their arms. Yeah, well, you, and you know what, and, and if you're, if you're looking at yourself and we talked about this with Dr. Rentilla when we were talking about um, uh, in the last show, when we were talking to her about uh, people with eating disorders and the way they view themselves, sometimes people just look in the mirror and they look at the one spot that, that bothers them rather than looking at themselves as a whole. So some people see you as a whole and they tell you how good you look, but you're so upset about, your shoulders or something, you know, something like that. You can't focus on all of you, right? So somebody who looks at their calves and they're so upset about their calves and people say, you have great legs, you have great calves, you have great, and people are like, why? Well, it might be the symmetrical look that you have from head to toe that they're looking at that you don't see. You're looking at that, that one spot. You know, so that's something that people have to keep in mind. It's that dysmorphia, you know, that 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 dysmorphic view we have of ourselves that doesn't always really hold true for the thousands of others who are viewing you and, you know, whatever light. When you think about it, too, it, it has a lot to do with angles, too, because you're looking at yourself in the mirror. I mean, are you looking at your arms at the same angle that you're looking at your calves in a way that, you know what I mean? Like one way they're going to. Yeah naturally look more narrow than yeah. than your legs yeah. and so you know there's that too uh but like you said they may not even realize well that's why you know or or the fact that that uh you know this symmetry that you're talking about might be what's causing this uh uh dysmorphic body dysmorphia that they're having yeah and, uh, i think the only the only guy i know personally well not personally but but I know him that may have bigger calves than thighs is Popeye. Uh, his forearms were bigger than his biceps and his calves were bigger than his thighs. He's the only person I know of, though, that, uh, you know, your thighs are always going to be bigger than your calves. I, that's 
That would be interesting to see, I, I guess. But um, that, uh, I don't know. Do you know anybody else besides Popeye? I don't. I don't know anybody else. Spinach oh. did it. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say it must be. It must have been the spinach. I guess it had to be the spinach. No. Yeah. But um, did you think when we were younger that if you ate spinach that you can be as strong as Popeye? Was there ever a moment? Got to be a moment. Yeah, I mean, as a young child watching it, I mean, you were told to eat your spinach and you were going to get big and strong like Popeye. Dude. I mean, that was that oh, pretty yeah. much the way it was taught to us. Carrots make you see better. <laughs> and spinach yeah. makes you strong like Popeye. Well, I better start eating some carrots. But um, here's the thing. Don't you think the creators of Popeye would have made spinach look a little more edible? I mean, remember he would crack the can open and just down it and it never looked. It looked like he was eating leaves like raw leaves that just came out of a dirty pond. I I, 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 don't, I don't know of any spinach that came from a can. Hmm. Well, then there's that too. They better get on that. I don't know what they're thinking. All right, let me get back to what we're talking about here as we get off. You see what you do? You take me in 80 different directions. You, not my ADD. Um, so like, where were we? 60-year-olds. 60. We're now out of our 50s. We've been able to maintain... Our, our 15 and a half inch average calves, we get to 60 and then the, you know, the bottom falls out for these guys in this study, which what they're saying is this is the average period, right? For billions of people, billions of men, you, you drop to 15.4 when you hit 60, by the time you're 80, 14.2. So you lose quite a bit of definition and size in your calf muscle by the time you're 80 years old naturally right we've talked about atrophy uh you know when it comes to you know the catabolic state of the body as you get older you lose lean muscle tissue and you're fighting to maintain as much as you can it just it happens look look at arnold schwarzenegger now okay yeah i mean look look at some of these guys now look at look at jean-claude van damme now I, i'm not I mean, sly still has a lot of muscle to him he doesn't need he doesn't look quite the same as he did when he was Rocky Balboa and Rocky four, you know? Uh, but, but that's just because as you get older, you begin to lose Dolph Lundgren. Doesn't look like he did in, in no, the Rocky movies. No, no. but, but he, Sylvester Stallone isn't fully admitted. He, he still uses steroids to this day. And even with the using of steroids, there's that loss. Now, let me ask you something, though. Th these numbers, are they based on just like the average person or the average athlete, the person who just works out a few times a day or a week, a few times a this week? Is, this is the problem I have. I, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. This is the problem I have with this study. I didn't see anywhere where they put these guys in two separate categories. Athletes, your average Joe, your guy who doesn't work out. It's just, so are they talking about that's just normally? How, I assume what they're saying is this is just normal. Now, in other words, people who don't really take on exercise, it's just the, the calf muscle in general, for men in general, this is what happens to it based on no more exercise than walking uh, and going upstairs and downstairs because the calf muscle plays a huge role, right? And in, in those particular, but not doing calf raises, not doing squats, not doing, you know, any type of lunges, not doing donkey calf raises, seated calf raises. Stand, it's just your guy who does nothing, you know, except be in existence and do his job and raise a family and, you know, cut the grass and go grocery shopping for the wife. And I can go on and on. But uh, yeah, well, because of one other variable too, then the 80 year old, did he work out from the time he was 20 till he was 50 or 60? And then, you know, kind of lay off the weights at that yeah, point. I mean, yeah. there's all sorts of other variables. So I, I venture to say they would probably have some of that listed if, if, if that were the case. So I yeah. agree, probably just your, your norm, average Joe, <laughs> your, your norm, your norm for you. And when we say that we mean, listen, more people do not work out than do work out. And that's that's a sad story, but it's the truth. And and so I, I believe that this study is for people who are just getting through this thing called life, as Prince said. Um, it's not it's not for your guys who are hitting the gym. Uh, and and how frequently are they doing calf raises? We'll talk about that. Um, but before we get into that and talking about the study about what they found with women. 
Let's hear from our sponsor. When we come back, we'll talk about calves, what it means to women when it comes to average size. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play so you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So in the first uh, segment, Joe, we talked about, well, we start talking about everything, right? We were talking about Popeye. We were talking about what we're going to do with this show in the future in the beginning. It was a little bit of an off-the-cuff thing. Um, but uh, what we, what we want to talk about now after discussing everything we discussed about men and average sizes when it comes to calves from age 20 all the way to age 80. Uh, this same group, this same group, there goes my voice again. Have we had a show yet where my voice doesn't just go south? I don't understand it. Have we had a show yet? We uh, No, I don't think we have. But most of the time, I don't think anybody knew because we were audio only and I could just always, you know, cut that out. <laughs> but now... And now we're at the we're at the mercy of video. So <laughs> there it is. As I take a sip of water for those of you that are listening and not watching. Didn't you say your calf muscles are uh, they they've kind of regressed back to that of a 20-year-old? Uh and so maybe maybe that's it, man. You're now your, I, your voice is cracking. <laughs> I wonder if I could be the next Dick Clark. Um, how old was he when he passed away? Got me. I have no idea. He looked like he was 35, so I could never tell what. I, yeah, I, I, I think he had some work. <laughs> A little yeah, bit of work. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Shame on him. Um, so, no, I, that was, please. He, is Rocket New Year's Eve ever going to be the same without him? No, oh, God, no. No. I, no. I, I'll tell you what. No. I tune in just for the ball drop, and I'm out yeah. of there. I cannot. Uh, I don't know what that is anymore. I, it's almost like it's almost like what happened with MTV. Yeah. <laughs> so I just oh. I'm, I'm there. What could touch? Yeah. Nine eight seven six five four three two one. Happy New Year. Good night. <laughs> Got enough. Yeah. New Year, new me. That's a whole different. Hey, put that show in here. Yeah. No, we did. No, that. Hang on. We did that one. Yeah, yeah. We did that one. Um. So with women. Now this study here from the same group of people, uh, the same research group. Uh, they did a few less women. It was over 4,000, but like with the men, it was 4,303. With women, it was 4,100. It was uh, 4,133 women. Uh, same age group, so they went from 20 to 80. They went in 10-year increments, so 20 to 29, 30 to 39, and so on. When it went from the, from the women in their 20s, 20 to 29 years old, the average uh size measurement for calves was 14.8 inches 14.8 now as you moved on from 30 to 39 years old it was 15.2 inches so that's a you know 0.4 inch increase if i'm doing my math correctly uh from 14.8 to 15.2 and once it went on from 40 to 49 Went up just a little higher, 15.4. Once they got to 50 years old, started to digress again to 15.1. And then when women got to 60 to 80 years old, from 60, that 15.1, by the time they reach 80 years of age, 13, 13.9, 13.8, 13.9. So there's a there's a dramatic decrease there again. And again, we can attribute that to so many different factors when it comes to atrophy, you know, just this is what happens as we get older, especially if they're not working out, if they're not doing anything. It, people say, well, you're on your, you, here's what some people will say to me. Well, you're on your feet all day. 
you're walking, you're walking upstairs. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the Achilles tendon, the stretch reflex, and how that plays such a big role, and it takes a lot of pressure off the calf muscle so that your calves aren't always doing all the work. So we're going to talk about that when we talk about how we should exercise our calves, and we're going to do that, you know, shortly. But uh, when it when it comes to when it comes to this situation, what's the one thing you notice about the men and the women in terms of the average sizes? What's the one thing that you might notice? They're really not too much different. No, they're not. They're they're really not. And, and so I think sometimes because this is just my theory, this is not something I read. The reason why, ladies, you think sometimes your calves look bigger than men is because overall you're shorter in stature than men. There's that symmetry thing again, right? So you look at a woman and go, wow, her calves are bigger than mine. And then you guys can measure your calves. Your calves measure in at 15.9. Hers measure in at 14.3. How is that even possible? Well, you're five foot 11 and she's five foot two. All right. Now, as we know, average height, unfortunately for me, is getting higher and higher and higher in both men and women. The average height for women now is almost as tall as I am now. I don't, I can't tell you, Joe, working where I work, I think I know, I'm not kidding you, I think I know five women shorter than me. And then I know about 20 or 25 that are my height, and then I know like 30 that are taller than me. Women are getting taller and taller and taller. And men, the average height for men 30 years ago was 5'7". It's almost 5'9 now. It's almost five, nine and a half, five, ten. Women, it's five, six. I mean, people are just getting taller and taller and taller. So, so I think that women, when you're looking at yourself, you are forgetting about the fact that you're shorter, which then in turn makes your calves seem like they're bigger when they're actually not. They're actually not. So does that make sense? It does, especially when I look at my 13-year-old, who I think might actually be taller than you now. I don't know no, if he's you- not. He's I'm, not. Trust he's got to be sure. really close. <laughs> trust me, I'm paying close attention. And when I see him on Tuesday, because I'm training uh, the basketball team that our, our, his 13-year-old and my 13-year-old play on the same basketball team, I'm going to be training and conditioning them this coming Tuesday, which will already be passed by the time everybody hears this show. I will go back-to-back with him to see. He will be taller than me, my guess, next Christmas for sure by an inch. Yeah, that boy, he's he's like a weed. I mean, he's. Yeah. I mean, I know that like I'm taller, obviously, and so he's at least going to get to that. But at the rate he's going, I wasn't taller tall when I was age. He's going to be much taller. So, oh well. I mean, it's it it all contributes to his dream of being a professional basketball player. So, eh, all 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 the more power to him, I suppose. Yeah, I think I if if I had to guess, and we'll know this when we're when we're like when we're doing like season 16 episode nine uh we'll have a measuring contest with cj and uh what is he now five six i i have no idea there's no point in five six (laughs) because the next time you do he's he's so much taller it's just i bet you i bet you he's gonna be if i if i had to guess cj's gonna be six three that's my I guess. Agree. I can agree with that because I'll tell you what, uh, there, uh, at any given moment, you go to uh, new pants, new school pants, like every three months, new school pants. Yeah. It's unreal. I mean, a boy is just yeah. going like crazy. Even even yeah. Jake. Yeah, Jake's going to be taller than me. Uh, Jake shot up four inches in one year. Um, I, I think Jake's going to be about 5'10". That's my guess. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, the average height is definitely, (laughs) definitely. And I wonder why that could be, but I guess that's probably a question for another show. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Never mind. Let's go on. Because I don't think it has anything to do with calf muscles. I almost almost started going off and I said, we just better try. We've already gone off, off the deep end. How many times now? And I I think our, our listeners and viewers don't care about that. Do they? They love it. They love it. They don't want to just hear about calf muscles on Two Brothers, One Mike. So you talk about measuring. We've been talking about all this measuring, right? Measuring men's calves from in their 20s, 30s, 40s, measuring women's calves in their 50s and 60s. Uh, how do you measure? Something you're going to want to know because you're going to do this, right? As soon as we're done with this show, you're going immediately to the measuring tape. So 
folks, there's so many ways you can do this, but there's going to be one key thing at the end that I'm going to say. You can measure them while you're sitting down, simply taking a tape measure, okay, and wrapping it around at the meatiest part of the calf. Don't measure at the very bottom or the very top, the meatiest part of the calf. You have two muscles that make up the calf, the gastrocnemius and the soleus. The gastroc is where you want to, that's the, the shortened version, right? Just like our last name is Sargenopoulos and everyone just says Sarge. Let's make it easy. The gastroc. That's the ball on top. Soleus is located somewhat below the ball, right? Uh, and those are the two calf muscles. A little bit smaller, a little bit longer. The gastroc, the medius part, that's where you measure your calf muscle. You wrap it around. Look at the measurement. You could do it while you're seated, you know, while you're sitting down. A lot of guys like to do it while they're sitting down because your calf muscle tends to be a little bit bigger when you're sitting down than when you're standing up. Obviously, women like to do what? Stand up. <laughs> and and also, are, are you flexing when you're doing this? Uh, uh, you can also flex when you do this if you want to. You can do this with your heel on the ground, toes pointed up. You could do it with your toes flex and your heel off the ground. You measure it that way, however you want to do it, okay? You can do it after you're done doing your 3,000 reps of donkey calf raises and then measure your calf because why? You get the pump, you're swollen, you're ready to, oh, check this out. All I ask is this, Joe, however you measure your calf, do it the same way every time you measure. Because you have to, if you're measuring the pump, right? And then you're measuring it standing up on a day off when you first woke up and your muscles are relaxed, you're going to be off by a good inch uh, when it comes to measuring your calf muscles. So then if we're, because we're, we're talking about symmetry. So then for your bicep, you also want to make sure that that bad boy is pumped up too, right? Well, if you're going to, listen, if you're going to do body measurements, figure out when you're doing them. Are you, are you going to do it consistently in the morning? Or are you going to do it consistently in the evening? Are you going to do it right after a workout? When are you going to do the bicep, all right, the thigh, the calf? When are you doing this, the forearm? When are you doing this? It's the same thing when it comes to measuring your waist. Are you going to do it in the morning? Are you going to do it in the evening? Because you tend to have a little extra weight on you in the midsection in the evening. Everybody yeah, wakes up wanna... in the morning. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and you go, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And then you go to bed and you're like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, you right? definitely want to do that in the morning. Trust me on that one. Yeah. If you want if you yeah. want to have a good day, you want to do it in the morning. Uh, uh, anyways, though, but uh, so just like I was saying, so whatever you're doing with your calf, you should be doing with your bicep. So if you're flexing the calf, you should be flexing so. the bicep. And, you know, if you're just sitting there or standing, well, I mean, if you're standing, if you're standing, do you put your arm down by your side, kind of dangling there? How would you do that? If you're standing, what do you, what, well, what do you mean? Oh, you went, right. you went out. There you are. <laughs> if you're Hi. standing up, you're going to elongate the calf muscle, right? So yeah. wouldn't you want to then also elongate the bicep? Would that make a difference? So you put your arm straight down. Or straight, or straight out. Or straight out. Either way, I mean, elongate. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, boy, you're really getting technical here. I Listen, here's what I think. You measure the bicep, you know, by taking a measuring tape. Well, and anybody who's anybody who's who's not not viewing this, but you, you're going to wrap it around, right? So you're going to go, you're going to take it here, and you're going to wrap it around your arm. Now, people, now I have things going on here, but so when you do like this, right, and you measure the bicep like that. You're going to want to do the same thing with your calf muscle if that's how you're going to measure your bicep. Same right. thing. You're right. Flexing. So, yeah, flex one, you flex it. Flex it, yeah. Okay. So that's going to be, as this gets tangled up in wires and things on it, mind of its own. But so if you're measuring the bicep flexing, you want to measure the calf muscle flexing. If you're not concerned with the whole symmetrical thing, then, like I said, you can measure however you want. Nobody, who measures their bicep really without, you know, without doing the, Whatever. No, yeah. Of course. No, but uh, and for me, it's not even about the symmetry. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I would like for that to be a thing, but quite honestly, I'm not going to be upset one way or the other. Uh, 
I'm just curious as to where I fall with, with, with all the averages and everything. I wish I'd known this. Well, no, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it, it would, never mind. Cancel all that. Uh, um, no, I'm saying I wish I would have known this back in my 20s. But when? What was I doing in my 20s? Never mind. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> my calves were a thousand percent smaller. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Your calves were smaller in your 20s? I would venture to say because I didn't do anything. I just sat around and ate Burger King. <laughs> I really didn't do anything. So, I mean, yeah. now that I'm actually working my calves and they're, yeah. they're, they're developed and they're growing, you know, I, I I would venture to say that they're probably more sizable now than they were back in my 20s. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember, you know, when I think about that, it's like, wow, how old are we now? Um, and and I can't I can't remember, you know. I, I, I'm trying to like picture you in, in your twenties and I can't think, Oh no, your calves are way bigger back then than they are now. I can't. I can't no, I, I was always wearing the big baggy clothes and everything to hide everything. So yeah. I mean, we're yeah. talking 30 years ago at that. So that's what I'm saying. Even if I didn't to remember would be not easy, not in no. our advanced, not in our advanced age. No, we're advanced. Um, and, uh, you can't ask these things of me now. There's no way I can remember. But I, you know what I do remember? I do remember that a sponsor wants in. And so I think we should put them in right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the myth. Is it genetic or isn't it genetic? Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps. Perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Once again, we're talking about Kitchen Abs, but this time we're talking about their great selection of pancake mixes you can order right from their site. Now, whether you like blueberry cobbler, strawberry shortcake, they even have banana nut bread super cakes. You can rest assured Kitchen Abs has you covered. And maybe you're not a fan of all these flavors or prefer something a little more traditional Then the buttermilk flavored mix would be the perfect fit for your breakfast. The best part about all of this, these mixes are made from scratch with top-of-the-line ingredients that are all nutritionally balanced. And with up to 36 grams of protein per serving, you just can't go wrong. Now, for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everybody. So, Joe, we've talked about uh, a lot today. Uh, here we are in segment three of today's podcast. And we've talked about where your calf muscles may have been in your 20s as opposed to now, uh, how old we are and how we're not getting any younger. We've talked about two studies, one for men and one for women, with over 4,000 participants in each one and how the law of averages uh, weighed out and how we noticed that calf muscle size isn't too different between men and women uh, for the most part uh, from you know your 20s all the way down. And we also realize that in these studies that we've been doing, it's probably not people who exercise. It's probably people who not you don't don't have any type of game plan and attack on their calf muscle. And and so you know a lot of people say, whatever you were born with with calves, that's what you have. There's a lot of truth to that. There is. There's a lot of truth to that. And uh, I'll tell you this, I, I'm going to actually ask him too. There's a gentleman that I work with at Lansing Delta, and anybody who's listening to the pod, we have a lot of people that listen to us that work up at General Motors in Lansing Delta Township uh, in the uh, 602, uh, local 602. And there's one gentleman that works with us. His name is Brian Miller. Brian is everything of five foot six, stocky guy. Not by any means this, you know, huge, heavy set gentleman, just a stocky guy. You would think this guy might, you know, throw some weight around. He's got legs. When I tell you folks, I've never seen calves like this in my entire life as everybody from 602 is laughing right now. It's like, Joe, it's like the perfect hourglass. When he walks, it's like his calves are just going, it's like they're talking to you. It's almost like you want to introduce yourself to him. How you doing? I'm Tony. You must be Brian's calves. It's it's completely ridiculous how perfectly shaped these calf muscles are, and and his ankles are small, 
So the calves just like branch out, like, you know what I mean? And so, and a great guy too, by the way, great guy, Brian is. And, and so he doesn't work out. He doesn't do a bunch of calf raises. It's genetic all the way. I don't know how this guy puts jeans on. As a matter of fact, I've never seen him wear jeans. I mean, even in January in Michigan, he has shorts on all the time. I think that might be a reason why, because I don't know how he gets to, you know, over to his thighs, over his calves. He'd have to wear, he would have to go straight 70s with his jeans and go bell bottoms all the way, all the way, all the way. So, so, so basically you found Popeye. Is that what you're telling us? I, I, well, he does. Well, he has decent sized legs, period. But, but his calves are, are, uh, I mean, just crazy, amazing, his calves. So, you know, well, Brian could say, so is this genetic? I don't do cow. Yeah, it probably is. I probably bet your grandfather has some pretty big calves. There are studies out there that tell this, and I don't know that I agree with this. 90% of your calf development is genetic. 10% could be done by exercise. That's a, that's a lofty, because here's, here's my problem. And, and trainers out there tell me if you agree or not. The calf muscle is still a calf, is still a muscle. And what can we do with muscle if we do it the right way? We can make it grow. Now, I'm not saying that calves aren't genetic. Muscular development is, is genetic to a certain extent. Okay. But I, I have a hard time believing that 90% of your calf muscle development. And I here, Joe, here's, here's an example. You and I, we're brothers, right? Your calves are bigger than mine. Well, where are the genetics at there? Yeah, okay. it, it's, yeah, exactly. And it, it goes even beyond, like you said, muscle development, even, I mean, I know some people that have like massive arms and uh, uh, you know, other people work out just as hard as them. You know, yeah. and, and all supplements aside and all, you know, illegal substances aside. Okay. Uh, these are people that are working out. They work out just as hard. Well, this one guy is always, it's like, listen, if we both yeah. throw up 250 on a bench press, well, then our chest should both be the same size. Well, there's a reason why that isn't so, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and even like you're saying, genetically, um, it, another thing, you know, l- listen, you're by no means by any sense of the, of the word and in, in more on this in a minute, but uh, fat in any way. You don't have a six pack. I have a six pack. Uh, it's not, you know, it, 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 again, it, and I say more on this because I know that society's whole definition of lean and everything is you have to have a six pack. That's not mm-hmm. so. I know some people that have three packs, uh, four packs. <laughs> some can't six. get to six. I know some people got five. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's weird. And then there's I have a six pack in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, right. And then there's the, then there's the, uh, 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 the, Wow, the eight pack. Uh, I mean, that's just amazing. But the point is, it's all genetics. And so, same thing with the calves. I couldn't see 90. And I mean, who am I to argue with somebody who has the brain of a scientist? Okay. But I just can't see that muscle being any different than any other muscle. Uh, and speaking of uh, like, it should be able to be worked out just like anything else, uh, you know, as far as like your arms, your shoulders, or calves. Yeah. So I I I, I do agree that there's genetics there. Um, I because I know a lot of people who have big calves, and then I see their dads, and they have big calves, and these people do not work out. Okay. So I, I I see the under, and I understand that there are genetics there. A lot of genetics. I don't think ninety percent. I think that's a little high. Um, and Here's the thing. Your calves are only going to get so big, just like the rest of you. And if you have really, really, really small calves, they're only going to get so big. You're not going to go from 13-inch calves to 19-inch calves. That's not going to happen. That's like saying that you're going to gain 85 pounds of muscle naturally over your lifespan, like some people do, and claim that they did it naturally. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right. It's that simple. But sometimes even more than 85 pounds. So, so the thing is, you can build your calves. Though. This is the good news today. You can build your calves. You can find that symmetrical look between your calves and your buys and your arms. Not just your buys, your buys and your tries. And, and you can find that symmetrical look. But, but folks, you have 
got to understand something. This takes dedication because number one, it's going to take time. Number two, it's going to take frequency. Now, what do I mean by frequency? How often you do calves? Here's the cool thing about the calf muscle, Joe. You know how, boy, there's so many people that are like, well, you know, the rule of the law, the thumb, you know, the, the rule of thumb, the law, you know, eight to, eight to 32 sets per body part per week. It's kind of like a thing that people talk about. Well, eight to 32 sets, depending on how you do your sets. Right, You do eight sets, but you do all time under tension, you could probably get even better results than doing 15 sets if you're doing quick reps. All right, So with calves, you could do three times more than that. You could do calves three days a week. You could do calves where you do four sets of 50 donkey calf raises, followed by three sets of 25 standing calf raises, followed by two long sets of 30 seated calf raises, and you could do them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I don't recommend this right away. I'm talking about working your way up to that. And you can you can develop the best results you can get, right? It's not going to work the same for everybody because genetics does play a role here. It does. But that's a myth that if, you know, if only, you know, the genetics and that's that. No, it's 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 not that. It's it's these are muscles. You can build them, and so you have you have the frequency. And here's another thing: range of motion. Okay, range of motion. Earlier in the show, I said we're going to get to this. We talk about people saying, "Well, how come everyone doesn't have big calves?" You're walking. Your calves play a big role. You're going up steps. Your calves play a big role. Range of motion means this. When you're walking, folks, that's more of your Achilles tendons stretch reflex than it is your calf muscles. Yes, your calf muscles are extending, lengthening, and contracting, and they play a big role in that, right? And they play a big role in flexing and extending the ankle joint along with the front part of the leg, the shin, which is your um, anterior tibialis. But those muscles all playing a big role. You have to understand this. The range of motion, if you stand on, on a small step, toes only, and you push your toes and you get your heels up as high as you can go, and then you keep your toes there as if they're hanging on a tree branch for dear life and drop your heels down as low as they can go. That's the range of motion that attacks the calf muscle. It cannot be, Joe. It can't be just little small movements up and down, up and down, up and down where you're not getting that full range. It's got to be all the way up and all the way down in order for the calf muscle to be attacked, not just that Achilles tendon stretch reflex that you're looking at, which plays a big role again in walking, running, and walking upstairs and then things like, you know, like I almost said things of that nature. I almost got through the whole show without things of that nature. Uh, Ahead, so let, let me ask you guys, as far as not going down all the way, because some, some people have a floor, uh, you know, I know in some of the workouts that I do, you don't really have the option to go run to the step or, I mean, yeah, I could always build one of those little, you know, the little two by four step ups that, that, that our father had, uh, you know, but if, if you're at least going one direction, going to the very top, um, is that, I, I would venture to say that that's half as beneficial. Yeah, but you, you're getting into a situation there where you're 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 working so hard on on flexion and not enough on extension, um, and you're trying to you're trying to balance both of those out at the same time. Because so here here would be my here would be what I would do: put a forty five pound plate down on the ground, and maybe put another one on top of it, folks, or a thirty five pound plate or a twenty five pound plate close to an area where there's a wall where you could put one hand on the wall and use that as leverage to drop your heels a lot lower so that they're below your toe, right? When you're getting that, when you're getting that flexion before extending back up in the air again. So is that, does that make sense? Uh, as it, far it, as it does. I, I would have to do something. I mean, I can think of a, that would work anyways. I usually have dumbbells in my hands when I'm doing it, but 
Uh, nonetheless, though, I mean, so I wouldn't be holding on to walls, what I'm saying, but I would probably also be fine to just use the plate without any sort of, you know, are you, are you doing the 75 repper where you do 25 straight, 25 toes in 25 heels in? No, no, no. They're just sets of 10. Uh, and I do one set straight in and out. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not that that doesn't, it's not, listen, it's not that that's not working your calf muscle, but if you're looking to gain size, okay, it's not going to be the optimum solution. So you, you really want to get that full range of motion from extension to, to, uh, contraction, uh, for sure. Um, lengthening and extending, uh, to contracting and shortening. So you want to make sure you do that. And, and, and last but not least, and we've talked about this. We had Joe. We've had an entire show on that, and how I'll end it today. Time under tension. People are bouncing up and down. You ever you ever go to a gym? It's sometimes it's hilarious to watch. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, they're bouncing 100 miles an hour up onto their toes and back down again. Even the people who are doing it from the floor, where they're not getting that full range of motion, they're just getting that upward movement and not really the downward movement. That's even worse sometimes because they're flying 100 miles an hour. Slower wins the race, especially when you're lowering yourself back down. So that is where that being able to be able to do it on a plate rather than uh, your heels landing flat on the floor. Because once you land flat on the floor, you take all the tension and all the stress off the calf muscles. So now you're defeating the purpose of time under tension. Range of motion. Not to say that, though, I, I also don't go all the way down. I make it a point that my heels don't touch. So, but still, I, I could see the benefits of using uh, the plate, like you said, just to get that that little extra uh, movement in there. I think that, yeah, definitely would make more sense. Yeah. So again, the frequency, three things. The frequency, work your way up to three days a week. Range of motion, full extension, right? Full lengthening of the muscle, full contraction. You, you, you the up and down motion. Be able to 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 accomplish that if you're looking for uh, size uh, when it comes to the calf muscle and time under tension. Slower, controlled wins the race. It's not about how fast can I do 25 reps. And 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 last but not least is a concept that we've talked about before on here uh, that I didn't mention yet in this show today. Boredom. Change your calf workout routines up. Use the stairs. I use the stairs, whether I'm at the apartment complex. Some people in the complex think I'm a little weird when they walk past me as I'm going. Um, I call them highway to hell. Okay. Uh, And um, some people say, well, you should call it stairway to heaven. So there's nothing heavenly about what I'm doing here. All right. It's it's definitely, definitely ACDC's hit highway to hell because... And it's, I like it, Stairway to Heaven, but what I do is, Joe, I use each step. There's usually about 13 steps, 12 or 13 steps. I start at the bottom. I do one slow rep. I move to the next step. I angle my toes a little bit. I do two slow movements. Without my foot, my full foot touching the next step, I just go to my toes. My toes are all that's touching the stairs to keep constant uh, stress on the calf muscles. Now, what do I do? Three, one, two, three, over to four. It takes a while to get there, but boy, are my calves on fire when I get so high, highway to hell, as I call it, is one thing I do. I do it at the end of a leg day workout. Then I'll do it again on a day where I just do uh, push-ups. And so I do it twice a week. I don't do the full frequency, right? Because honestly, folks, I'm not trying to gain 16 and a half inch calves and I'm 52. I'm fighting a battle right now. Give me some credit for crying out loud. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, there's that there's donkey calf raises. What are those? Google it. When you Google it, you're going to see all the old time bodybuilders, how they do the donkey calf raises. You'll see Arnold, when he's bent over, he's got Franco on his on his back, and he's doing the donkey calf raises, uh, seated calf raises. I could tell you that seated calf raises are, and a lot of studies will show this, for size purposes, seated calf raises tend to enhance muscle growth quack, uh, quacker. Let's go with quicker. 
I like quicker. I like that word better than quacker. But um, so seated calf raises tend to enhance muscle growth quicker uh, when it comes to those of you who are looking for size. And uh, also with seated calf raises, it helps to strengthen the soleus muscle a lot better. Uh, and again, that's the longer muscle that's located underneath the gastrocnemius muscle, which is the bigger ball that sits on top. So switch it up, switch it up. Some workouts do all of them, do a couple sets of each of them. Some workouts, pick and choose which ones you're going to do. Uh, if you read some of the old time bodybuilders, they do some crazy things. I think Arnold did like 25 minutes, three days a week and some ridiculous 400 reps and all different angles. Um, that's just crazy. Uh, if you're not, uh, it, it worked, but Arnold also admitted to a lot of things that he did uh, when it came to, but genetics does play a role. I can guarantee you Arnold Schwarzenegger was a pretty big dude before he got in the weight room or would have been a pretty big dude if he never touched the weight. Um, he just was naturally, genetics helped out a lot there. And then the rest was a lot of sacrifice and hard work. I mean, a lot a lot. If you read his biography, that guy went through hell and back. So, I mean, uh, there's that. So, I I don't know, Joe, what, what, any questions? I mean, you can really talk so much about the calf muscle and Popeye and, you know, everything else we touched on today that I think is so important. I think everything we touched on today was important, including Popeye and the fact that spinach has never been in a can. You, there Now, you this is the second this is the second thing you may have figured out. You figured out the Bumpus Hounds in the Christmas um, uh, variety show we did. Uh, you figured out they came in the front door somehow, but we don't know how. And you're trying to figure out how Popeye had spinach in a can. You're on to well, something that, here. I don't know, though, because when Popeye first came out, maybe that was a thing. Maybe they had canned spinach. I mean, I... I venture to say that's a th- I, I know i know that our grandmother uh uh dad's mom uh she used to make the endives and the greens and the yeah yeah and the oil yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. and so uh, uh i wondered did they have that sort of thing only it was canned maybe that's where well i'm i doubt that's where she got the idea from but nonetheless i'm just saying you know i wonder if if that was just a thing and maybe you can get it canned as well well, you know what we got to do. You know what we have to do now. We have to ask Dad if, indeed, when he was younger, does he remember that? Um, because that is one of his favorites, um, or was one of his favorites. Has he? I don't oh, think I've seen. No, he's, he's, he still likes it. Does he really? Because I mean, I remember growing up. He that was uh, a couple of days a week, right? Yeah, uh, go to yeah, and get the greens. Yeah, go, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. And so uh, I'm, I'm wondering. Uh, I think that's going to be a topic of conversation next time I talk to him, which is probably tomorrow. But um, I don't know. That's all I have. That's all. That's all I have. What? Here's a here's a question for you. What's next week's show? Next week we're back to another feel good story. We're going to be speaking with Austin and Don Connolly, mother son combination. Uh, wonderful story that these two have uh, about something that happened to Austin when he was, well, recently. recently. I, I, yeah, really was not that long ago. I was going to say when he's younger, he's 17. Uh, but this is actually something that happened uh, uh, more recently than not. And uh, definitely is, is something worth sharing. And there's a lot to be said with mm. what they're bringing to the table. Yeah. Um, I, I could say this now. So, folks, you're here, as so many people probably know and realize, we we do these shows. We're doing this show right now, but it doesn't air for a few weeks. We are getting ready to do the interview, which will already be long done by the time you guys watch this show. But we've already spoken to Austin and Don uh, in an extensive conversation. And you can already tell he's right up there with Thomas Fallant when it comes to just great young men. If anybody listened to the Thomas Fallant episode, uh, the young man who will be back, uh, the young football player from Warren John F. Kennedy in Ohio, and uh, also the host of Hometown Heroes podcast. Uh, that's Austin. Austin is just another Thomas Fallant. Uh, and, and what happened to him? And how he overcomes that and continues to overcome that is just a miracle in itself. There's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. 
truly a miracle. Not once, twice in his life already. And a riveting uh, experience. And then Dawn brings a whole different uh, aspect as she, as parents, you're going to want to listen how 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 she handled, you know, this entire journey when it comes to, you know, how her family handled the whole thing, uh, what had happened to Austin. I'm going to let him tell the story. Um, young football player from, from Florida. That's where the Conley family's from. So don't, if you're into the feel-good stories, and this, boy, feel-good story doesn't even describe this, uh, this episode coming up. But if you're into that and you want to, you want to see how people overcome and persevere even at a young age, how they've trained themselves to overcome the odds and continue to drive and be the best they can be. This is definitely a show you don't want to miss next week. Absolutely not, Joe. Absolutely not. But until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Absolutely. Everybody out there, be the best Jew and Joe. Now now I have to start working on my diet. I have to quit donut, donuts on Wednesday because now I have to start working on a six-pack. I got to figure out I have a flat stomach with no six-pack. Now you're calling me out on the show. You've got a six-pack. I don't want to say I want an eight-pack. How do you get one of those? I don't get know. I, I, I'm going to go with genetics on that one for sure. I, I, I don't think it's an actual eight-pack. I think it's just kind of a kind of a, an illusion, kind of the way that they have the little cut out in that 